Welcome to the Introvertpreneur Podcast. Take a breath because you are in the right place and you can finally stop apologizing for being an introvert. I'm Tara and I've discovered how to thrive as an entrepreneur while being 100% true to myself. Now I want to help you do the same. In these episodes, you're going to find everything you need to build a successful service-based business so you can stop competing with extroverts and grow and market your business with ease. Are you ready? Welcome back to another episode of the Introvertpreneur Podcast. Today's episode, we are going to be talking all about productivity and how you can be more productive in your business, whether you are an entrepreneur with a small or medium-sized team, or if you are a solopreneur doing it all yourself. So I have a lot of thoughts and tips around productivity. I have been called a content creation machine many times because I love creating and I mean, I've been an entrepreneur for over 16 years at this point, so I've gotten really fast at a lot of stuff, but I think there's a lot of productivity tips that aren't just about getting quicker that can really help you be more productive with where you're spending your time and energy. Energy is a huge thing, and I am very big on following my energy. I think it's important to think about your energy and especially when it comes to consistency. We all hear the word consistency. You have to be consistent with pretty much everything you do. And I think it's important to really ask yourself what is important and what is just busy work. So if it's just busy work, it's just stuff that you're doing because you feel like you have to, but you're not enjoying it. It's not moving the needle forward of your business and it's not really going to make an impact. Is it something that you really need to be doing or can you cut that from your weekly to-do list? Because I think we all have to ask ourselves this question a lot when we're starting to feel overwhelmed and bogged down with the bazillion things that we have to do as an entrepreneur. Whether you have a team or not, we all get super busy and it's so easy to get overwhelmed with busy work that doesn't really drive results or really impact anything. So always ask yourself that important question first. Is this really important and does it absolutely need to be done? If the answer is yes, but you don't enjoy it, that might be something that you want to either delegate or outsource, either to a current team member, or maybe you need to get more help for your business, which is a growing pain. As you get more and more busy and more and more clients and your business continues to grow, you are going to have to build out your team to match that level of growth. And I think a lot of people don't want to do that. I know for me, it was hard at the beginning to let go of the reins, so to speak. But I realized that, you know, there's things that I like doing, but I don't have to be the one to do them. And at a certain point, 
I had to let those things go too. So I didn't just let go and delegate the things that I didn't enjoy. I got to the point of overwhelm where I had to start letting go of things that I did enjoy, but I didn't necessarily have to be the one doing it. (laughs) So I think it's important to always ask yourself those questions too when it comes to each task or each thing you're doing in your business and how you're moving it forward. So let's talk about batching and repurposing. I love talking about these things and I think really digging into repurposing and batching has really transformed my business. Now, what's going to work for you might be different than me. Some people have tried time blocking and that has really worked well. For a while, I tried doing theme days, which I technically still do, but I'm not as strict on. So what I do when it comes to my calendar and all the tasks I have to do, Every Sunday evening, I will open up ClickUp and I will look at all of the tasks for the week. Then I will start to ask myself, is this something that I have to do or can this be assigned to another team member? Is this something that absolutely has to be done this week? And then I look at the tasks that are left and I start to put them together so that I can batch. So if I have a couple of tasks that are going to have me in Canva, I will put them together on the same day, whichever day makes sense. Instead of having two Canva tasks on Monday and one on Wednesday, one on Thursday, I'll put them all together because I want to just batch all those out. So if it's something that is within the same system, the same tool or the same type of task, I will purposely put them all together. I like doing this weekly just so I know what is coming up for the week ahead. So I do also do quarterly planning. I do monthly content planning. But when it comes to the nitty gritty, smaller tasks, those I look at weekly. So Sunday, I look at the upcoming week and I do not go farther than that. That has really worked for me in making sure that I'm not putting too much on my plate because one of the things I've learned about myself when it comes to productivity, I do not like having tasks left on my list at the end of the day. I hate it and it just drives me insane. So I know to avoid that, I need to make sure that I don't have 30 tasks due on one day. And that's where on Sunday, I will really look at each day, move tasks around, put some off, delegate some to my team members and really make sure I'm not overloading myself because I know from experience that is where I'm going to get overwhelmed and exhausted and things aren't going to get done. And that's really going to affect me and my productivity. So if you are like that and that resonates with you, this weekly strategy is a really good way to make sure that nothing's being missed. You're looking at the smaller tasks, you're really looking at them in a way that is going to make more sense for you and how you are going to work. So I love content repurposing. Like I said, content repurposing, content batching. I try to do all of those tasks together. So if I have a lot of, for example, SEO keyword research to do, I will try to do it all on the same day. 
If I have a lot of emails to write, I will do them on the same day. I don't like jumping in and out of systems. I find that that is very not productive. (laughs) Sorry, very unproductive for me. And I think that's the biggest thing about productivity is figuring out how you work best and what's going to work best for you. So you need to be open to asking yourself all of these questions and your answers are going to be different than mine. Nobody works the same way. And I think it's important to realize that when you're trying to be more productive or feeling discouraged because you're not getting everything done that you want to do or you're missing things and you're feeling overwhelmed. It's really important to know that how you are most productive is different than anyone else's. And it's just about trying different things and figuring out how it's going to work for you. Because trust me, it took me a long time to really get to a place where I feel like I'm pretty productive. (laughs) It took me a lot of trial and error to really feel like I know how to plan my weeks. I know how to plan my months. I know how to plan my quarters. And I feel confident in planning my time and energy in a way that's going to work for me. So a couple other things I'll share about productivity. For example, if you are a coach or a service provider, and especially an introvert, (laughs) it's important to set your boundaries. We can get so burnt out easily, and we as introverts really need to manage our energy, where we are showing up, how we are showing up, how often we are showing up. We really need to figure out what is sustainable or what consistency is going to look like for us that isn't going to lead to burnout. Mm -hmm. That's the case for every entrepreneur, but I feel as introverts, because our energy batteries get drained pretty quickly doing certain things, we have to be even more mindful about it. So as an example of boundaries, I think it's good, especially for calendar management. If you are doing discovery calls or client meetings, only do those on certain days. Block out your calendar, make calendar rules. I know for me, I will not book more than two coaching calls on a day. And I've started to only do them on Tuesdays, Wednesdays, and Thursdays. I did do some initially on Mondays, and I found that it was just too much for me to start my week off like that (laughs) because I love my coaching clients. I love working one-on-one with people, but it is energy draining. I mean, I feel like I need to really prep for the call. I need to really be on for the call. Like I need to be able to really show up in the best version of myself. And I'm not really able to do that on Mondays. (laughs) Mondays are more for slowly getting into the work week. So that's where I realized, you know, the issue and why I was struggling for a little bit is because I was booking coaching calls on Mondays and starting my week off that way. And then the rest of the week was a little more, I felt a little bit more low energy than I should have. And I realized it was because of those calls on Mondays. So I blocked out Mondays. (laughs) And of course, I usually do my CEO days on Fridays. 
So eventually I might even, instead of Tuesday, Wednesdays, and Thursdays, I might just do Tuesdays and Wednesdays or Tuesdays and Thursdays. And I don't think you have to worry about missing out on a client because they couldn't book the day that they wanted a call or a discovery call. If a client really wants to work with you, they are going to be able to work around your schedule. It's okay to be open and accommodating if you want to be for the first time, but setting those clear boundaries, like just so you know, I only take client meetings on Tuesdays or I only take client meetings on Tuesdays and Wednesdays and I can only do two per day. So you might want to book early (laughs) or plan ahead and get them booked on my calendar. And that's totally fine. Clients will respect that. And if they don't, I mean, they're probably not a good fit client anyway, and you'll be overwhelmed and have drained energy by working with them. So set those boundaries. It will really make a world of difference with how productive you are and how business feels to you. And again, it's just what's going to work best for you. One example, too, for me, in terms of my calendar management and setting those boundaries, I have discovered, I mean, I didn't discover it recently. I've always known this. I am a night owl. I do not do mornings. I struggle with mornings. I've had a couple calls at like 9 a.m. And no, I just can't do it. It's not for me. So I've set my calendar. The earliest that somebody can book a call with me is 11 a.m. And I have one day out of my meeting days where I have evening availability because I am actually a lot more productive in the afternoons and the evenings. I like having a slow morning and not like jumping up, having a coffee, coming right up to my office. No, I like to have an hour or two in the morning to myself. And I say morning. I know those of you listening who get up at 5 a.m., my 10 a.m. is not morning to you, but it is to me as a night owl who is usually up until two or three in the morning. But again, it's really what is going to work for you and figuring out when is your most productive time of the day. Most often you're going to have a productive time. It might be early morning. It might be mid-morning. It might be afternoon. Or maybe you get a lot of your creative energy in the evening like I do. It really just depends on how you work the best. So another thing I'll share in terms of productivity and what's really been a game changer, and I think this one is obvious, but a lot of people do struggle with the tech, and that's finding the right systems that are going to work for you, your productivity style, your working style, and how you like to do things. So for me, I love Zapier, amazing tool to connect any two apps together in pretty much any way that you want them to work together. And the automations are pure magic. My project management system is ClickUp, which I said, like I check at the beginning of the week on Sunday evening, plan out my week. But ClickUp has been really instrumental in my productivity because I keep everything in ClickUp. We have so many automations set up. We have so many templates 
So just as an example of a template that we have set up. So one of my main marketing methods that I focus on and I create a lot of content for is the blog. So I don't have just a task blog post title. No, because writing and posting and sharing and promoting a blog post, those are so many smaller bite-sized tasks that you need a template to make sure that nothing is missed, that everything is done. You're not creating tasks manually because who wants to do that? In ClickUp, anytime I add a new blog post idea, it will automatically add the template of subtasks. So outline the post, write the post, edit the post, add to WordPress, create the graphics, schedule for when it's going to go live, share on Pinterest once it is live. So we have all of these tasks mapped out. What you do for a blog post, for example, might look a little different than mine. Maybe you need to have a subtask to share it on LinkedIn. Maybe you need a subtask to create specific featured image graphics for your blog template. It just depends on what your specific steps are and start mapping them out so that you can create templates that are automated. It is going to make your life so much easier. So one final example that I will share in terms of productivity. So I am also using Airtable and I didn't use Airtable much until about, I would say a year, year and a half ago. And once I got in there and started using it for certain things in my business, I discovered how much I loved Airtable automations. So just as a quick example, we are using Airtable automations for my group programs. We are using it for my virtual summits and conferences. So everything is automated. So let me just paint a picture here. (laughs) The very first summit we did, my amazing VA sent every email update or reminder to speakers manually. It was a lot of hours and a lot of energy and work on her part to do that. So as of the second summit and now the third and the fourth, we've now implemented Airtable automations. We have all of the speakers, all of the panelists. We have a column for when their basic info form is due. We have a column for when their presentation is due. And then we set up automations so that the reminder emails go out when we want them to go out and only to the people who have not submitted. It's truly a beautiful thing. (laughs) So just some ways that you can use Airtable automations to make your lives so much easier. So you can use this with group programs. I use it also for tracking business credit. So anytime somebody uses credit, we have a business credit Airtable base where everyone who currently has credit with me, we know when it expires. They get reminder emails before it expires so they can use it before they lose it. And then we also have it automatically calculate what their remaining credit is once they use some of it. It's just, it's a beautiful thing. 
And there's so many incredible ways to use different systems and different tools and different automations. So I hope this was helpful. I know I've been talking to a few people in my membership, the Introvertpreneur Club, about being more productive and how they can really finesse their systems and make the most of their time. So I think it's important to focus on your data, what's really important and what is driving your business forward, then delegating and outsourcing using the right systems, tools, and automations, making sure to set your boundaries for your calendar and your energy management, and then, of course, batching and repurposing your content or basically any of the tasks that you are doing a lot of in your business. So let me know if this was helpful. I hope you got some tips and tricks from this for how you can implement some of these strategies for getting more productive in your business. And I'd love to hear from you if you have any questions about anything I mentioned here, or if you'd like me to dive deeper into any of these specific areas that have really allowed me to grow my business and be way more productive while still allowing myself to maintain my energy, be mindful of my energy and where I'm focusing my time and energy. So I will talk to you soon. Thank you so much for joining me today. This episode may have ended, but there are ways we can stay in touch until next time. You can join me at theterrorreed.com where you can find tons of blog posts and resources that will also help you grow your business. And don't forget to follow me on Instagram at introvertcoach where I share more introvert-friendly and service-based business tips with you. If you love what you're hearing, drop a five-star rating and review telling me what you are loving about the podcast so that I can continue to encourage as many introverted entrepreneurs as possible. Until next time, keep using your introvert superpowers.